Welcome to The Love Show, brought to you by eHarmony. We're going to spend the next 45 minutes or so answering your questions about dating, relationships, and love. I'm Grant Langston, and I'm here with Genia Simos. We are a question show. This is a question show, so we want your questions. We're going to read some real questions from real people, and they all sent their questions to us via uh, one of two ways. Ask the experts at eHarmony.com. That's an email address, of course. Or you can visit eHarmony Advice and click the Ask the Experts button. Mm -hmm. And you get a little box and you can type your question in and send it to us that way. Jeannie, what's Grant. happening? <laughs> Things are good. Busy Jeannie's are good. <laughs> dating like a crazy machine. That is not... Accurate. She's a dating machine, folks. Look out, Los Angeles. Grant. Look out. Oh, you meeting Grant. these guys in the clubs, Jeannie? Is that how you're the meeting club, these guys? Meet them all in the clubs. All in the clubs? Yeah. You know, there's a, a gym <laughs> that I go to in Hollywood called 24 Hour Fitness. Yeah. And sometimes I go uh, on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. and I will come out at, you know, about 9 a.m. having uh, had a nice workout and I'll yeah. see these people coming out of this club across the street. Oh, at that 9 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's like, wow, these people look rough. They look I've never really stayed out like till 9 a.m. Rough. And then if I ever work out in the afternoon, let's say on a Saturday afternoon, uh, and I get there, say one in the afternoon, they're as lined up to go in for the afternoon session. What club is this? Uh, it's, it's next to Amoeba Records. Oh, yeah. You know this place? Yeah. I don't know the name of it, but mm. boy, they got them running in shifts there. I better and go. I better head over there. It's a lot of women just <laughs> like you in super short dresses, like super short black you dresses. You know I don't dress like that. In the clubs. Oh, my God. Dancing and getting crazy. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get some details for you, I'm Thank sure. Thank you, you I know. really need it. Okay. I need, yes, I need to be back in the clubs. So we're going to help Jeannie later. We're going to yeah. help these people right now. Yeah, Jeannie, tell us uh, what it's about, who right? we can help. We had some good letters today. Okay, Great. this first one is a lot of detail. Holy smokes, <laughs> how many pages is this? It's a three-page letter. <laughs> Grant, it's a lot of spaces in between, so it's not that long. Oh, my God. Okay, folks, <laughs> Here we go. hang on. Okay, I'm taking a big deep breath before we start. Hello, I have a dating question for you. I need to put this into context first. I'm a 20-year-old, soon to 28-year-old, soon-to-be doctor, have been in a relationship with my ex-girlfriend for seven years. We met while starting medical school and had always followed the same path up until our breakup. We were even supposed to get married this summer. Our relationship wasn't going great for up to a year back. We started falling apart and going our own direction. We took the decision together to end our relationship in March, although it should have been maybe a year earlier if it hadn't been for the stress of the wedding coming up and comfort of being in a relationship with the future plans made. So, so they were going to get married. Yeah. They were together seven years. And they years, broke up. Broke up. Okay. Okay. Got so it. that relationship's over. All right. That's the, there's the first part. Okay. I started to feel separated from that relationship a year ago. When we ended it, it didn't take long for me to move on. We also had a clean breakup and are still friends to this day. I decided to try online dating, which was something new for me, as I never tried, have tried any dating apps before. I subscribed for two months, about two months after my breakup without any high expectations. My friends even told me things rarely work out on the first occasions, and some of my friends had dated 10 to 15 people before meeting the right women. This helped lessen the pressure. I was still pretty anxious of who I could meet. I consider myself a good-looking man, athletic, with a great career ahead of myself, but this dating situation made me anxious anyways. I matched this woman, a nurse um, who looked beautiful, was athletic, and seemed easygoing. We planned a date at a restaurant. It couldn't have gone any better. 
We had a fluid conversation for three hours. She was the one who asked if we could see each other again. Days went by. We kept on texting. She was rarely the one initiating conversation, but that was something she told me in person. That she wasn't a big texter every kind of hour person. Thank God. Mm. Which I respected. Mm-hmm. Although I found that she wasn't texting a lot. Every time we were together, there was a connection. My feelings, I assumed hers as well, were increasing. After the third date, she told me about her past. She'd been with a guy at the beginning of the year. That relationship only lasted two months. She moved in with him after one month, and they were together 24-7. They broke up when he threw, thi- threw her things out of the apartment, and she had a lot of difficulties getting over that situation. Had finally been to the point when we started dating, she felt good about herself and enjoyed the time on her own. She was struggling with a side of her that wanted to be with me because she loved what we had and a side of her that was telling her she needed to be free. As time went by, she slept at my place. We made love. I met her parents on a few occasions. Things were going great. I had never had any feelings for a girl like I did with her. It was positive it wasn't a rebound for multiple reasons. I was well over my last relationship, wasn't looking for a physical connection, but rather to build something long term. We had been dating about two months before things started going south. Afterward, she started being more distanced, less texting. She went on a trip with her friends. I decided to give her space, barely texted either. Wasn't going to be the guy who's creepy and too much over her or into her. I respected her space and never tried to push things either as I knew she just got out of a different short relationship. Afterwards, I went on vacation with my friends and barely texted her. It had been two weeks. We barely talked, uh, except every couple days. I confronted her by phone about the situation, and she always told me she'd be transparent and we would never hide anything. She stated she wasn't okay with the way she was treating me. I'd make a lot of efforts for her to feel great, but she wasn't doing the same. She stated the fact she wasn't investing energy for the relationship meant she wasn't ready. She felt selfish, but she was in a phase where she wanted to put herself first. She also, she also said she thought I was incredible and appreciated me a lot, and part of her didn't want to lose that. She changed direction multiple times in that conversation, saying we could keep seeing each other sometimes, sometimes saying that she wouldn't want to do that to me and kept me hanging, sometimes saying we could reevaluate things in two months. I respected her decisions but felt devastated. I always felt a great connection around her and felt I could build something real with her. I'm not ready to let her go and willing to wait if necessary. I can't seem to figure out if she ended this definitively or if she really is interested and might come back to me. Also, we don't have any mutual friends. We're not in the same work environment. So if she really wanted to end things because she wasn't interested, she had nothing to lose. It's been a month. It still hurts a lot. I deleted her from Snapchat and Instagram, still have her on Facebook. We haven't spoken since, but I've noticed she keeps liking some of my posts and is sometimes the first person to see my Facebook stories, which gives me false hope. Should I wait? Should I ask her how she feels in a few weeks? Should I move on? (laughs) And his last (laughs) sentence is, I'm happy to give more details. Buddy, we don't need any more details. (laughs) Three pages of details is absolutely sufficient detail. Thank you for all that detail. Yes helpful it's a little helpful listen you know there's people in your life that build you up that make you better than you are and there's people that chip 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 away at you Mm. and they make you worse and they make you worry and they make you small and they make you a less version of yourself Mm -hmm. and the easiest way to kind of manage your life is just say you know what i run towards the first group and i want away from the second group yeah let's just be nice to this woman she's confused right she's not ready let's just make let's not make her evil let's just say she's very confused i'm not sure yeah she's not evil but Mm -hmm. let's just say 
she's confused. Mm -hmm. Brother, she's too confused. Yeah. You don't need to waste your time. You've just described a 28-year-old handsome Dr. Jeannie. You got to get this guy. <laughs> now, this guy, this is the guy. Grant. You got a bright future ahead <laughs> of you. Do not, I repeat, do not spend your wheels trying to worry about this woman. It hurts. Absolutely. Of That's just You've kind of got it going with her. But what's really going to hurt is if you stay with this hot, cold, hot, cold. I've been there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really. Oh, this is great. Oh, you know, I got to go. I got to have some space. Oh, I, I really love you. Oh, I got to have some space. I don't have time for that. Yeah. It's torture. Yeah. And please stop this business of waiting. Should I wait? I'm willing to wait for her. You don't know if she's going to be ready for you in two years or 10 years or never. Don't wait. If she's not ready, get out of there. 100% agree. The other thing is he was in a relationship for a long time before, seven years. Yes. So now he's online dating. He finds someone he connects with and he's like, oh my God, I got to hold on to us. What he doesn't oh. realize is there's so many people out there that you could connect with. Many and fish. Honestly, it's like if it doesn't work out this one for whatever reason, you will meet someone else who will be ready, who will be present and available for a relationship. Right. Like you it's a it's really about there's so many factors that are involved. It's about finding someone, you know, who's on the same page with you. And that's not easy to do necessarily, but that's what you need to do. So, you know, I, I think I think we just get so hung up on one person and don't realize that there's so many other people out there. We do, you know, and yes, He's 28, I, 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 I don't want I mean, people to feel like, well, you know, whoever I've got, there's someone better because no, that's not always I, the no, case. If you find someone that all these things, you know, all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted and it's like you're in the same place and you're like maybe similar career wise and you're wanting the same thing. Like, it's great. That's awesome when that right. happens. That's right. The early days should be like magic. Yeah. Right. Because if you did get together with this person and you did have a life, eventually the passion fades or you get a little take each other for granted and things get harder. That's what happens even if you start at the top, mm -hmm. if you start with the best. But if you start <laughs> with a C minus yeah. or C plus, where do you think it goes from there? It goes to F. Mm hmm. So this is this is beneath you, to, quite frankly. This is not a person that is ready for you, um, and you don't have to be. I mean, look, you're already broken up. Mm -hmm. You just have to get over her. And I would say, get busy being a doctor. Get busy hanging out with your friends. Go yeah. on trips. Have fun. Look for someone else to date. Uh, we get a lot of these letters where people get jilted, and they're like, "How do I get him back? Mm -hmm. I'll wait forever." And and that's just not a good policy. It's a terrible Almost policy. It's a terrible policy. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, you have to look at the person you're with and look at the decisions they make in their life. She moved in with a guy after a month. <laughs> Grant. Exactly. Have you ever done that, Jeannie? No. You would never do that, no, right? No, I've never exactly. done that. Nobody with any sense moves in with someone after a month. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, you did get some red flags with this woman. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're lucky that she's so confused that yeah. you guys aren't sort of off to the yeah, races. She's probably together. like, it sounds like the last guy didn't treat her very well. And she's probably just kind of screwed up and you're like too nice and too good. And she like doesn't know how to handle it. So I, you just need to move on. I don't care if she likes your posts on Facebook. That, that means zero. Th that's what made me wonder if there isn't a little 
evil lurking because she's trying to manipulate you. Well, I mean, she probably just still hanging on in some regard or at least keeping a tie there just in case. She just in case. Else. Yeah, see, that's that's no good. That's it's no, no good. good. I'm just saying. It's this, meaningless. Yeah, it is. So move on. Find someone who's on the same page with you. And I guarantee you, I know you met this person right out of the gate you're, and you're like, oh, but there's, you know, many more people are going to meet. Right, Grant? Amen. <laughs> good luck, sir. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks Next for the letter. letter. Okay. I just feel so lonely. I don't necessarily want to date, but I feel I want somebody close to me. My wife and I had been together since we were 17. Obviously, they're not together anymore. Or she passed away or something. Uh, I can't imagine being with someone else, but I can't sleep. It's very strange to be in a bed by myself, yourself with no warning. Hmm, that's a very sad letter. Mm -hmm. Well, um, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, but I guess I would just say this to you. You know, when you say I don't want to date, that could mean a couple things. Mm -hmm. Could mean your wife's death was recent and you're not ready. And of course, so completely understand that. And, and if you, you would be very lonely, but you can't rush it. No. You need to grieve and feel like you've uh, done that in your own time. Uh, it could also mean you don't feel like you could succeed at dating, mm -hmm. which I think is something that's common for older people, but not true. Yeah. <laughs> really, really not true. Uh, older people, seniors have lots of success. So if you are ready, um, going out and dating and finding someone to be close to you is very within reach. Yeah. So I think this is just about your emotional health. When you're ready, it's there. And if you're not, you don't want to rush it. And, of course, I always say in these situations, you know, therapy is a very good thing when you're having a terrible life crisis. Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, anytime you go through a big change, like there's an adjustment period and it feels uncomfortable. Like I went through a divorce and I had lived my whole life with roommates, boyfriends, family, and then I was married. And suddenly I found myself living by, alone and it felt, I felt really lonely. I felt really uncomfortable. It was weird. It was foreign to me. But guess what? In time, it became easier. In time, uh, you know, I got used to it. And now I like going home and just hanging out with my little dog. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just an adjustment period. So it's normal to feel all these feelings. It's okay. But it does change. It's going to change. And you're going to feel better um, at a certain point. And you don't want to date for the wrong wrong reasons. Yeah. You want to be ready. You want to mm -hmm. have dealt with what you needed to deal with and felt sad. And I think a lot of times we try to mask our feelings and just go on to the next without really, you know, dealing with the emotions at hand. So that would be my comment. Here's the only other thing I'll add mm -hmm. is, you know, when you find someone that you really care about and they, they like you, you know, they're not going to be asking you to set your wife aside. They're not going to be asking you to pretend right. like you weren't married. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're going to be very respectful of that. And I get this. You can't imagine being with someone else. But I think when you're ready, um, it will feel fine. You know, it's, it seems daunting now. But listen, men get over the death of a spouse very quickly in general mm -hmm. and often remarry and 
So it happens a lot, and I think. Why is that, Grant? Well, you know, I had an uncle that uh, had three. He buried three wives. Are you serious? Yeah, and we used to say that he and he would get married quite quickly. Mm. And we used to say it's because he couldn't find the sock drawer. Mm. You know, he he could not take care of himself. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, uh, couldn't cook. Yeah. He was a successful guy in the in the world. Yeah. But he couldn't take care of himself. And to be honest with you, he was a successful guy in the mm -hmm. world. And so the women were lined up, yeah. you know, with a hot dish yeah. uh, the day after the funeral yeah. to try and uh, sort of hook the most, mm -hmm. the newly eligible guy. So it's a little bit of both things. Yeah. I think men need a wife more than a woman needs a, a husband. And so in this case, I don't know that he's ready but i think trust me buddy when you're ready <laughs> the world will be ready for you yeah absolutely yeah. good All luck right. your feelings are yeah. normal yes okay next this is, this is next from letter carrie carrie, carrie okay. wants to know how do i get past being ghosted over a misunderstood text i went on five dates with daniel which were wonderful there was an obvious connection for both of us after our fifth date, we sent a few fun, flirty texts back and forth. Our sixth date was to be a few days later. After not hearing from him for three days, I finally got a text in the morning of the sixth date saying he was going to the event on his own, and he found my last text awkward and needed time to chill. I was confused about what I said. He found awkward but wrote, Thanks for getting back to me about tonight's Pilates. My intent in attaching the poster and making comments was to be flirty and playful. I'm so sorry if I offended you or if you felt awkward. When you're ready, I think we should chat by phone to clear things up, okay? I know you've said on the show that texting is the worst form of communication. Hey. I agree. Thanks, Carrie. I <laughs> Thanks for she listening. She heard us. Yes. I know we weren't in a relationship, but I'm hurt. After five dates, he hasn't contacted me to talk about an obvious misunderstanding. Am I expecting too much, or is he sensitive to that perhaps I dodged a bullet? Carrie, you didn't send us the, the poster and the comment. I know. Oh, you left out the best part. What did you do to this guy? What did Nothing. you say? She didn't do anything. She sent him something. Yeah, but something maybe cute or flirty. But we don't know what it is. <laughs> I know. It was, he thinks it was offensive, <laughs> and she thinks it was flirty. And so we're going to be talking this whole letter about, not, <laughs> about something we don't know what it is. All right, Carrie. Please send us this thing. We will render some advice here, but yeah. I, we can put it up for everybody to see, all the listeners, or not, whatever you want. I think that, okay, regardless of what, what it was, fun and flirty. What if I, it was racist? I highly doubt it, Grant. I'm just saying. I don't know, but the thing okay. is, she addressed it and said, hey, I'm really sorry if I offended you. You know, can we talk about it? Like, she get you know, like, I don't think you should ever make a decision based on a text message. He should have talked to her about it. So I don't really like Daniel. <laughs> well, okay. Let me, let me see if I can categorize this. If okay. it wasn't very offensive. Yeah. If it was just something kind of funny or cute or, or sexual, maybe. Or something that's up in the air for uh, two assessments or, mm -hmm. or two ways of looking at it. Right. Is... <laughs> I mean, I can think of a lot of things she could have sent him that would be completely inappropriate, and he's just like, okay, later. But if it wasn't that, yeah, then yes, it's childish. It is. And makes me wonder if he's really being honest, if he's just not mm -hmm. tired of her and ready to move on and using this as a, as a ploy. Yeah. Uh, but, but let's take those one by one. If he really 
did this. Oh my God, you did dodge a bullet. Who wants to be with that guy? You'd oh be walking God. on eggshells all the time. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, so scared that you might say something yeah. absolutely the wrong way, yeah. and he just totally drops you and walks out. That's no way to live, right? No. And if he really liked you, yeah, he would pick up the phone and say, "I have to ask a question about this thing you yeah, sent me." Yeah, exactly. That's what it's a like, normal person. It sounds like he has much do. of a sense of humor, Grant. <laughs> it doesn't if it's not patently offensive so yeah. uh i think you dodged a bullet but of course i have to get this in sending things by text is not a very smart move when you're in this stage yeah it can be risky. right mm -hmm. and if you're sending i mean th there's a million flirty things you can say that are not open to any sort of interpretation but uh clearly there's some things you can say yeah that some people might take it one way that you mm -hmm. didn't mean it so just, just avoid this whole conversation. I mean, this whole situation. And don't text stuff like this and try to, I don't know. I'm fighting a losing battle. I understand. I, I know. I'm like, Grant, you should see the amount of texts that are coming out of my phone on a daily basis. But of course, yeah. you could stop that. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't make anything any better. Right? <laughs> It's the way of communication, like it or not, unfortunately. And like, I actually, you know, always prefer talking on the phone and I do that with some people, but um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like the end of the day, this, I think you, I think you answered your own question. I think you did dodge a bullet to me. It just seems you seem like a, a kind of a respectful, thoughtful person just in the way you wrote this. Yeah. So I have a sense that he either A is maybe there's someone else and he's using this as an excuse or B he's like, just way too sensitive and annoying. There definitely are people that are too sensitive oh, these yeah. days, right? Oh my gosh, completely. Um, Relax. There are people that uh, just take offense at anything. And the way things have changed now, the intent doesn't seem to matter much anymore. No. It seems like in the past, yeah. if you offended someone, you could say, oh my gosh, I didn't mean that, I'm sorry. And now that opportunity is not allowed if you mm -hmm. screw up you're dead yeah and the apology is just not accepted so this is an unfortunate thing and it looks like you got caught up in this so yeah count your blessings absolutely carrie good luck <laughs> good luck here we go all right next next question my boyfriend and I broke up after eight to nine months. We are 46. He just turned 50. We have a local culture of going to the beach every weekend. He has a share in a group house with several men and women, various ages and life statuses. Some are single, some divorced. He's been doing this ever since his divorce was final five years ago. He started acting very different around Memorial Day. The weekends involve a lot of drinking. I stay at my parents' house with my family. I get up early and play tennis. I asked him calmly and quietly to balance his life out over there these weekends at the beach between working out, drinking, and spending time together, or just in general increase the communication with me if we weren't spending time together. I don't need to know his every move. Just a general check-in would suffice. After our trip to Iceland, he disappeared for two days the following weekend. I sent him a text on Monday letting him know because he took no action, I was forced to end the, rela the relationship. Woo! A week later we spoke, he told me he was no longer attracted to me and he was having issues with being attracted to me. He said we reached the friend zone. I think I became unattractive when I wasn't willing to put up with his drinking habits. We had problems from the beginning sexually, but he refused to admit it. I also asked him to see a doctor and get his testosterone checked. Prior to Memorial Day weekend, I had a panic attack and told him I was scared and feeling very vulnerable for some reason. 
feeling usually comes when I know a breakup is coming. It triggered one of my biggest fears and really hasn't stopped. I had to start taking anti-anxiety meds in order to get some control back in my life. I feel awful because I thought everything was so good. Most people say I'm strong and dodged a bullet. I just miss him, and we shared nine months, especially making memories with his kids. I don't know if there's anything I can say or do. I wish there was. Ooh. I know. A lot of bullet dodging going on this week, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, this guy doesn't want to deal with things. Listen, <laughs> Clearly. there's a lot of men like this. Yeah. And I think it's a little shocking that he's 50, right? Yeah. But you got a party got a party boy on your hands, right? He wants to go. I know about that. Jeannie, what? <laughs> Do tell. You you know about party boys, huh? Well, this guy wants to go hang with his buds all weekend and get hammered and whatever. Uh, and you are trying to tow him in the direction can't do that. of a little more calm life. Here's the facts. Of course, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, 50-year-old guy doesn't have any business being shit-faced all day. Uh, you know, you're right. It would be great if he understood and heard your message and yeah. said, wow, i got to kind of moderate my life a little bit. doesn't mean I have to give up on these people mm-hmm. or stop going to the beach. But uh, let's mix it up. But he's a grown man, and he's not going to listen to you. No. He doesn't want to hear your your motherly scolding about the lifestyle that he has. He doesn't care if you're right. Mm-hmm. He likes what he's doing. Right. That's his life. Yep. You, you know, without getting too pointed here, I mean, it sounds like he's having some sexual problems. Probably because he's drinking so much. Probably because he's drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not hard to put those two things yeah. together. Um, so this is not a guy that's going to be what you need. And, no. you know, you spent time with him, so you got connected to him. And now you've discovered that he's just not going to be that guy. And I'm sorry you're having all these troubles. It sounds mm-hmm. like you're just in a real state about him. Uh, but but he's not your answer. You just got to go off and make yourself healthy and whole and calm. And and I think you got to write this guy off. Jeannie, you've been with these men, so you know more than me. What, what do you tell her? How's your luck been changing these guys? Can't change them. Can't, can't change, change them, them, no. And, like, you might think, well, maybe he'll calm down, or maybe they don't. Usually usually, what you see is what you're going to get. And, you know, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So um, I think it's just, you know, when you, when you get into these relationships and you get to know the families and you get close and you get connected and you have good times, it's, it sucks when it doesn't work out or when the writing's on the wall and you're like, man, this guy's just not going to be what I need and he's not going to change. And I don't know why we think we're going to change anyone else that's – you know, a lesson I hope we would all learn at some point, but it's just, you know, it's part of dating and relationships and it, and it sucks when you break up and you miss certain things. That's normal. It doesn't mean like he's the one that you should be with. It just means that's just part of it. Is the there something she could say to him to make it clear to her? I mean, is there a question she could ask him? Is there a thing she could do to, to make it absolutely positively mm-hmm sure to her mm-hmm. that he's never going to change like yeah. could she ask him to do something and he's going to go no way i mean she had already talked to him about things yeah he was resistant he seemed to be in denial he got defensive he's not ready yeah. to change and he put her in the friend zone put her in the friend zone which is probably a defense mechanism whatever sure, sure. i mean so 
you got to move on. You got to move I on. I mean, that's just that's just the clearest day here. And like this is this situation is calling causing you anxiety. And so that's relationships should not do that. They should make your life better. True. That's like at the end of the day. Right. That's the halo. Right, Grant? The relationship if, if you, it comes in, in the your, beginning. Like, what you sure. said at the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah. If you're like happy with the person, you're having a great time and they enhance your life. Great. If it's the opposite, run the other direction. So you need to run the other direction. You can feel sad for a while, but that will fade. I think this is a good lesson, though, mm -hmm. right? The next time you bump into a guy yeah. who's the party boy at 50, yeah. Yeah. you don't spend eight or nine months on him. Yep. Right? You've learned something here. Yep. That guy may say things to you, may mm -hmm. tell you he's going to do this or that, but it's very unlikely that he will. And you need to understand in the first or second month yeah. <laughs> if he might change rather than the eighth or ninth month. Yep. Learning experiences. Chalk it up to that. Exactly. Okay. Next letter. Greg. Next letter. Dear E. Harmony, I have a question regarding getting around those awkward silences while eating during a first date with someone new. After all, you don't want to speak with your mouth full. <laughs> a friend of mine said that while on a first date, he wrote out a message on the napkin. How's your meal? And she smiled and wrote back an answer. That's cute. Uh, before he knew it, they were writing little messages back and forth to each other. That's how they spent most of the meal, writing and smiling or left with big smiles on their faces. I'm not sure. This sounds kind of fun and playful, even romantic. Is it or is it tacky? What do you think? That's a random question. I like that random question. <laughs> I know, right? You know, that sounds like something that's fun for about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I could do that a whole meal. Jeannie and I were New York. We're in New York a few months back in a place eating pizza. Yeah. And I think there's probably one minute during the meal where we both had a mouthful of pizza. And if I just whipped a napkin out and written, how's your food? You might have laughed and written very good. But... At that point, someone swallows their food and they can talk. I feel like you was, there's plenty of time to talk while eating. Yeah, I mean, it's not been a big problem no. in, in, in the history of human communication. <laughs> People do tend to be able to manage. Um, so I think this, look, first of all, if it worked for them, who am I to criticize mm -hmm. it? I don't think I would advise this to people as like, here's what you should do on a, on a I mean, date. Can you imagine if you were on a date, Grant? And then all of a sudden you see the woman writing and it's like, it'd be kind of weird. I'd be like, I, I would think it's funny and then answer, but then I would talk. Like I you know. See, listen, I think people have a very hypersensitive repulsion to weird now. Yeah. Like if you seem weird at any level, people are like, oh, he's so weird. And they're, mm -hmm. and they're dying to get away. I don't care about weird. Yeah, I don't weird. either. I don't weird either. Weird doesn't bother I me. I like, kind of like weird. If someone does something <laughs> that's offbeat yeah. or that's unusual, I like it. Yeah. At least you're not another boring exactly. drone of a person. So I might think it was cute, but I'm just saying keeping it going feels like, gee whiz, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what are we, nine years old? This is something my daughter would do. Um, so I don't think it's tacky. No. But I do think. You get tiresome that fast. You know, about the fourth round, I think the other person would be like, okay, okay. I'm sitting right here. This is like virtual texting. We're texting with a napkin. Let's talk to each other. Um, we all need to get comfortable talking to each other in person, I think. Isn't it true? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it till I die, Jeannie. I know. I'm going to say it till I die. Because 
here's the facts. Yeah. Old things aren't bad because they're old, mm -hmm. and they're not good because they're old. Yeah. New things aren't good because they're new, mm -hmm. or bad because they're new. It's either good or bad. Mm -hmm. And when it was invented, doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. so if today someone comes up with some stupid thing, yeah. I'll say it's stupid. Yeah. And the fact that it's new, so a bunch of people use it, yeah. won't matter to me. Right. And if something's old, I mean, I can remember talking to someone about a movie from like 1967 and they were like, oh my God, why would I ever want to see an old movie? I'm like, the fact that it's that old so, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's such a weird attitude. You wouldn't read a book because it was Classic? written before you were born? I know. Who, who are you? Are you like Jesus? Does everything start the minute you were cool born? Everything's cool now. Yeah. So anyway. That's a silly attitude. Uh, my, my thoughts about this virtual texting at dinner are don't do it. I mean, I think you could do it once, like to be funny, but um, yeah, it would be funny once. I think the, <laughs> at the end of the day, people need to embrace the art of conversation, and you know, it's not. E it can be awkward with someone new, but it gets easier, you know. And you, the more you do it, and you just—I don't know—I feel like we need to talk more. We need to sit and talk and stare each other in the face, and there's a lot less of that that goes on in today's society. But um, it's such a skill, and you got to go practice it and get better at it. And there's people that I've brought this up a million times before. But there's some people who are really good at conversating. Yes, yes. <laughs> Joe Rogan, awesome conversationalist. Podcast, yes, yes. Howard Stern, amazing conversationalist. Yes. There's other people. I'm sure we can think of others. But I don't know. If you struggle in that area, listen to them. and Listen to how they dig in and they want to know about people. And that's what you could do on your dates. Just like look at it as like, I want to know about you. Yes. Like, it's cool, you know? Listen to this woman. Listen to this woman. I mean, I like. I don't have a. I honestly, I've been dating now a few years. I've had boyfriends here and there, whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't ever have a free first date grant where there's just sitting there. Like, there's always good conversation. Yeah. Because I, I do it all the time. Yeah. You know, I I just feel like it's a skill you've got to sort of muscle. You need to flex and work. So there you go. I love it. I love it. That's great advice. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Jeannie and I, it's like, it's Friday afternoon at three o'clock and Jeannie and I are sort of like, whoo. I know. I know. It's been a week. We don't usually do this show Friday afternoon. I know. I know. I know. We're too tired. But we're like, the end is in sight, Grant. The end of the week. That's it. Exciting. I can see the barn. I know. Me too. All right. Next question. Okay. I'm a single male at 55. Uh, seems like dating has changed and more challenging, especially online for men. I understand women have issues with bad or extremely bad men online or in public. Women seem to me, uh, now that my ex-wife of 24 years and six years since divorce, it's just a handful of girlfriends after seem distant and unfriendly. Or is that me thinking too much? Online dating is a serious challenge. Meeting women out in public unless you work with them or in college, no one does that. Uh, leaves it to fade anymore. Seems extremely confusing, considering 30 years ago I could talk to a great gal in public and go on a date. Now it's looked at with fear or suspicion. Well. So he's 55 and single now and like going, oh, God, this online dating thing is like weird. Okay, so let's talk about this. Yeah. You were with your ex-wife for 24 years. Yeah. So you were in your 30s. Mm -hmm. No, you were about 30 mm -hmm. when you got married. Yeah. Trust me, pal, it was a lot easier to meet women at 30 than it is 50, at 55. Yeah. Even if there was no online dating, you wouldn't be having the kind of luck you had True. then. That's just math. There's not as many single women um, around for 55-year-olds as there are for 30-year-olds. So 
you know, are women now distant and unfriendly? I definitely think people are a little more suspicious now Mm -hmm. and wary and they want to, you know, I once wrote an article with a British writer about the differences between American and British dating. And, and we sort of went back and forth and the the way that they see our dating is very structured and clinical. Mm. So you meet online and then you exchange texts for two weeks and then maybe you have a phone call and then maybe you have a first date and then if you like each other maybe you have a second date and if you like each other maybe have a third date and you sleep together yeah and that takes about six weeks Mm -hmm. and the brits you know meet online and say want to meet me at the pub and Mm -hmm. they get drunk and they sleep together the first Mm -hmm. night (laughs) and if they really like each other someone moves in the next weekend really that's that was the how he described so you know i do think we are quite defensive and we want to make sure we want to be careful and so we have these layers well look if the texting isn't good then i don't go to the conversation if the conversation isn't good i don't go to the date if the first date isn't good i don't so we do that to protect ourselves is that dumb i don't know maybe that's smart it's not spontaneous yeah but it does point to the fact that our time is precious we don't want to get involved with the wrong person so we're just cautioned so uh, I mean I think women are friendly but I think the older women get the more that is at stake for them and they're not into just Mm -hmm. hanging out they often Mm -hmm. want to know what is this what are we doing and that may be what he's talking about well I think too I think he I think it's for kind of weird to him, and it is a it is a relatively new way to meet people still, especially if he hadn't done it before. And I kind of get sense some sort of negativity through this letter. Um, as oh well. yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah, very. So if that's like I don't know what you have on your dating profile, but if there's any of that there, like I just know that I would skip right on past if yeah. I see anything like that. People don't want to be around someone that's pessimistic or negative. So I think you have to sort of educate yourself and like you know it. I know it's challenging initially, but it should get easier for you. And if you just, it's a great tool to meet people. It really is. So look at it from that regard. Like, hey, this is cool. This is like a new way to meet people. I would never meet these people otherwise. There's just no way possible. And um, some people are going to be more suspicious. Some people are going to be more open. It's like, it just, there's just a wide variety of people out there. So I think you just have to keep on trying. Try to be positive about each person you meet and give them an opportunity to, you know, meet you or know you or go get coffee and don't do the whole like texting chatting online for weeks I think women find it refreshing when you say hey love your profile you know I think you're really pretty or whatever I love that photo like you know god I would love to like get coffee or drink with you Tuesday Wednesday night what's your schedule like it can be that kind of simple um and I've had that done and I prefer that than having these conversations for you know a week or two weeks or whatever it's just annoying so it's refreshing <laughs> when a guy does that, really. It is. Well, let, let me – this is something that I do think has happened. Mm-hmm. You tell me if you think this is mm-hmm. right. I think that because and, – and I'll just speak about women because I'm on the other side. I do think that because most women have their love life, their dating life on an app, Yep. that they don't go out drinking looking to meet guys anymore. True. They get with their girlfriends and they go out to yeah. talk to their yeah. girlfriends. Yeah. 
and they don't want some creeper coming up and going, what's up, baby doll? Can I buy you a drink? It used to be that they were welcoming to that because that was the only way they were going to meet somebody. Yeah. was to be out mm-hmm. four or five nights a week with a smile on their face, being receptive to men. Otherwise, you weren't going to meet anybody, yep. maybe at church. Mm-hmm. So that that has gone away. Yeah. Women get, come out in groups. They sit together, and you've got no approach as a guy. And if you want to mourn that, I, I'm with you. I think it's a little sad. I mean, I mm-hmm. sit in a bar sometimes with a friend, and I look around, and everyone's staring at their phone mm-hmm. or talking to their pal, and no one interacts with each other. And that's, that, that is a sad change. Yeah. Uh, but that's just how it is, and, and you're not going to change that for sure. Does that seem about right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's a new way of meeting and you need to adjust to it and you need to be optimistic about it because it works for people every day, every age. And um, you just got to give it a shot and uh, it can work. Give it a shot for six months and then yeah. write back and tell yeah, us what happens. I'd love to know. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. We got time for one more. Okay. You tell me. Um, which is the one, Jeannie, of our two questions? Which will you choose? <laughs> I mean... We can go with a simple one because I think this is a one that I see it, this question asked a lot. Okay. It's another online dating one. I'm new to online dating. I've been asked to exchange phone numbers after minimal interaction with matches. How safe is that? What do you recommend? I mean, I like that one because it, it's something that it, it is kind of weird when you're like, hey, what's your number? Let's you know, let's get off this dating site. What would you do? I give them my number. They, I mean, if I have an initial conversation with someone, we go back and forth. You mean like a, te- like a text? Yeah, you, that's what you always do right, initially. Right? And then you like, you know, you have some sort of funny banter and they're like, hey, sh- should we get off this app? And what's your number? I do because I, I mean, I actually, my number, I think, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I, you know, there's ways to sort of keep your stuff private online. Mm-hmm. So if they type in my number, they're not going to know my address. But I will say that. You can type in phone numbers and find out a lot about people. So people should know that, too. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like the privacy th- these days is just like kind of. So wait a minute. doesn't you, even exist. You Grant. give your phone number I do. over. Yeah. But you just then said people can put your phone number in yeah. and search and learn a lot about you. So that doesn't bother I'm, you? I'm saying, so, I mean, no. It doesn't bother you. I mean, it's so it's just like the I think it's an illusion of privacy. These, right. It's like there's nothing's nothing's private very easy to find someone's facebook someone's social media it's just super easy well if you have a name online that's not you the person doesn't know you yeah that's true and so the moment you give them the phone number Mm -hmm. you've really given them a a mechanism to to learn about you yeah i guess is what you're saying yeah but i don't know i mean i feel like i I can't i don't care i don't worry about it too (laughs) much grant i mean I just feel like at the end of the day, I mean, I don't usually tell people where I work until after I meet them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to exchange phone numbers if you're going to, you know, start talking. I mean, you could stay within the app, I guess, until you meet as well. I just, I, I guess I get a, I mean, I get a sense of someone who someone is after a little bit of communication and then I feel comfortable. If I right. feel comfortable, yeah, I'll give you my number. There's been often, there's been times where I haven't if the guy got creepy. Yeah. So what's here's your, what I would say. Yeah, what's your advice? Um, so first of all, yes. If someone puts your name into certain search engines, mm-hmm. they'll get a lot of information about you. And if you're going to date, eventually you're going to give them your name. Yeah. So if that bothers you, and I don't think it's crazy that it bothers a lot of people, mm-hmm. 
I would go to one of several services out there and pay them to scrape, to yeah. eliminate your stuff. You yeah. can do that. I've done that. I've done that too. So you just pay a company, they go and they essentially use uh, a certain mechanism to go to all these sites and mm -hmm. strip your information off. So if you do that, you protected yourself in a, in a real profound way, I think. And after that, when you share your name with them, they can still put it in Facebook, mm -hmm. but they're not gonna see where your house is. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then I see no reason not to give them your number. Yeah. Because of course, everybody's smartphone can block a number mm -hmm. if they start to get annoying. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't done anything to privatize your information online, you really have to think about your comfort level. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly wouldn't just hand my number out because someone asked. No, you right? wanna, yeah, you wanna establish some sort of dialogue and feel like, oh, this person, you get a vibe about someone. Are they cool? Are they interesting? It's just about comfort level. So here's yeah. the crazy thing. I think I would rather meet a person first mm. before I give them my phone number. Okay, got it. You know, if we're communicating in an anonymous way on eHarmony, let's say, yeah. and they're like, hey, you seem cool. Let's get a beer. I would say, great. Mm -hmm. uh, what part of town do you live in? Yeah. And suggest a place mm -hmm. so that I could just get there under yeah. my own steam. Yeah. And if I really like them, then maybe I give them my phone number. Yeah, but that's I a just good, that's a good rule. Of thumb. At least, you know, the moment that date's over, mm -hmm. and I walk out of that Starbucks, they don't know anything about me. Yeah, they don't know how to get in touch with me, mm -hmm. except through the anonymous method, and I like that. Yeah, I know. I just feel like I just don't want people to have a false sense of security. Like you said, there are a lot of sites. I think there's like Reputation.com or different. I think I've done that in the past where they can go. There's all these like all these sites online that if you want to find so-and-so people for whatever those are called you can do right. that that is smart um but i feel like these days like you can let's say you put a photo on your profile right somebody could copy your picture right and they could reverse search on google images or whatever that's called and then they can find you that way too so i'm just saying like the illusion of privacy right. like i just think you need to understand that it's not very hard to find people so i just want people to know that sure you know? okay so on that happy note <laughs> that's our show <laughs> thanks for listening um you can certainly share the show in your social feed so that everybody knows about the nonsense that we're doing over here uh you can send us your letters ask the experts at eharmony.com and uh we will see you next time for genie asimos i'm grant langston take care and we'll see you there only you